Welcome to John Wayne Lie to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me. That's right, John Wayne. Here I am. This, your favorite guy uh, who is a guy or something, um, <clears throat> here in the Neon Palace of Sin in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, where I reside. I am here. I'm back. Guys, we're back on track with the podcast coming back at you in every form on Mondays. Um, actually, just in this one form on Mondays. So, there you go. Again, um, if you listened to the last episode that just came out a couple days ago, thank you guys for hanging out with me. I'm uh, sorry that I took a couple weeks off. I was on the road, and, and uh, if you, you listened before, I was sick. I got sick, not COVID or anything like that, but just one of those things where uh, exhaustion has ru- had run me down. I, I had started with a little sinus infection just from running back, you know, you're running across the country back and forth. Pollen's coming into some places, not other places. Some places it's 50 degrees. The next day you go somewhere and it's 96. You're all over the place. So that uh, coupled with just running myself into the ground got me a little under the weather, but I am back now. I'm back. We're back on track and we're here. So thank you all for joining me. Welcome to the show, especially if you're new to the show, if I've just met you recently at a convention um, along the way there. Thank you guys for checking out the show. Thank you uh, for so much for uh, the support. I appreciate it with all of my heart. Of course, this morning I am here in the Neon Palace of Sin. I'm drinking a nice big black cup of coffee like I like to do uh, in the morning. And of course, of course, I'd be remiss if I was not here with my big heaping bowl of grandpappy's medicine. Mm. Oh, yeah, baby, that's it. That's the stuff. Today, I am smoking this morning, of course, um, from Nature's Chemistry. This is uh, some purple, or no, pineapple Fanta that I got last night uh, from the local dispensary there. Very, very nice. And then, uh, as you know, I like to, I like my smoke it. And then I, I got my, uh, another little thing here. Now, this is what's cool, again, about living in a, a legal state, um, where, you know, I'm sure people listening to this that are always, that are, have been in a legal state are like, <coughs> they're coughing like that. They're like, John Wayne, shut the fuck up. We know this. I know, but this is all still exciting to me. I'm letting other people know. Um, it's just like, like you can go into the dispensary and it can be like you're going to Costco or, you know, even a regular grocery store back in the day, but pre-COVID, uh, before um, we weren't allowed to touch each other on the lips anymore with with our lips. You could, you'd go into the grocery store and there'd be these nice people that are set up at the end of the aisles with like, here, try these sausages and here, some salsa, try this with some chips and oh, here's a new drink we have. Why don't you try some? Okay, so like those sample people, it's like that in a weed store too. Now they're not giving you like you're not like sitting there like, oh, I'll try this edible at your desk with you. But no, you walk into the dispensary sometimes and there'll be a uh, most actually probably most, I would say nine out of 10 times that I go into a dispensary, there's someone set up there that's from uh, a, a specific brand, like a weed company that is doing like a promotion, right? So they're not exactly giving you samples there at the desk. You have to, they ta- they tell you about the product basically, and then you get free shit when you go, if you go to the counter then and buy their product, there's always something you get for free with that. Like for instance, I, I 
popped in my local dispensary last night and yo right by my house shouts out um and i walked in and uh there was a young woman behind one of those counters and she was like you know hey are you shopping for flour today and i was like well actually yes i am and she was from a, a, a brand called mojave and uh she went she said like well if you get one of our eighths today you get a free one gram pre-roll with it and i was like well tell me about your wares my young lady and she did and uh i picked one out i got some uh, i got an eighth of the notorious thc um, which is good. It's, 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 that name is, it's like, uh, you know, I expected more percentage of THC from, from a name like that, but it's 19%, 19 and a half, not too bad. Of course, this, uh, purple fan, I mean, pineapple Fanta is like 27%, but, or that's 25%, but you know, that's how I do it. Anyway, so I smoked that. I got my free pre-roll and I was out the door. See, that's the kind of shit, man. That's like, it's awesome. It's just awesome. You get free shit like that. Because you look back, like, if you're going to buy a gram, like, some people sell grams, like, at least back, like, in Houston and stuff. Some people will try to break you off a gram for, like, up to 20 bucks sometimes, dude. And you're like, what the fuck are we, in 1999? Come on. So, it's awesome to get a free whole gram of badass weed. Plus, you know, all this weed is great. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's my weed talk for this morning. Obviously, this weed's doing pretty good because I'm feeling pretty fine talking to you wonderful people. So anyway, that's my, uh, yeah, so we're smoking some good stuff this morning. We're getting it going good, guys. Good coffee, good weed, good conversation with you good people. You know how it is. So anyway, before we get the day rolling here, shouts out, huge shouts out to my Patreon people, my Patreon supporters. Thank you. A hundred times thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, it's a It's been a very heavy travel year, as you know, and it's continuing to stay heavy, and you guys really keep me floating out there. You keep me afloat on the road. You keep me afloat in life. It's not just the financial backing behind me that I appreciate. I appreciate that, you know, you, you get some, some people really have your back out there, and it means the world to me. It's not something that I take for granted. It's not something that I ever brush off or I'm like, eh, I'm grateful daily that's one of my daily like things that i'm grateful for are the people who support me and you know everyone even just listening to this podcast guys you don't have to join my patreon to be a supporter of me i appreciate it so much but the people that go above and beyond and 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 join the patreon you guys are my heart thank you so much you guys if you're not a part of my patreon please check it out go to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead or you can just go to john wayne is dead.com and there's a link right there on the opening page you go to my Patreon page, pick one of the tiers to join. It's You can join for as little as $1 a month, and that gets you access to everything I put on the wall of my Patreon page, which is a lot. A lot of videos of me performing. I put new songs that I'm writing up there, videos of me writing the songs. I've put videos of me doing karaoke at these last few... Uh, um, conventions during the parties i've played at some of the parties. there's all kinds of cool videos that are going up there now that you can check out exclusive stuff that's not on my facebook it's not on my instagram it just goes to my patreon uh plus you get every week access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast in which i talk to the different artists that i meet all around the country and the world even and uh, of all different disciplines of all different walks of life from all different aspects of of the artistic uh you know, wheel, I guess, or spectrum. It, and it, it humbles me, rounds me out, and gives me perspective all the time. Now, and we just uh, broke off, a fr- we're breaking off a fresh hundo on the Awesome Dude for Life podcast. We we just, we, we surpassed the 100 episode mark and we're moving right along up there. So if you join now, you still, you get access to all the back episodes. So there's over 100 episodes for you to listen to. There's all kinds of videos and stuff and watch uh, on the wall of my Patreon page. 
all of it you can have for as little as one dollar a month uh, but the other tiers you join of course come with extras come with monthly stories come with free things please check it out any support is appreciated even just sharing this podcast out there guys and listening i appreciate so so much so thank you so much check out my patreon page <clears throat> patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead or you can go to johnwayesdead.com and hit the link right there at the top of the page beep 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 another announcement oh my goodness if you uh, have been following me on my on my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter uh, which you can at John Wayne is dead then you've seen this pop up a couple days ago but big announcement I have an apparel line now that's right the John Wayne is dead custom apparel line is out there and what do you what, what is the custom apparel line John Wayne you say well you can go to my cut my my apparel shop and you can get t-shirts you can get mugs you can get hoodies you can get crop top hoodies you can get even my personal favorite and i can't wait till mine arrives because i'm getting one the backpacks that's right you can get a john wayne is dead designed backpack i've i've really messed with these designs tried to get them i I placed them i've done so many different mock-ups of placing the design on these backpacks of how they have to be printed and stuff like that. I had a lot of fun with it. So the backpacks are primo. I'm I'm very excited to get one of those. Um, it's all my own original art. If you guys see my art like at the conventions, the big banners that hang behind me, that's my art. All the stuff that's on the bookmarks, the things that I put out there, the tarot set that I, I've, uh, I've been drawing, that I have drawn, it's done. All of that is my art. And you can get these things on custom apparel. They're at my shop. New items will be added all the time, so you have to keep checking back. But right now, it just launched a couple days ago. Thank you to everyone that already jumped on there and bought their stuff. It's amazing and and badass. And uh, I think it looks pretty cool. So please check out my apparel line. You can go uh, to the link at johnwayneisdead.com. It's right there on the front of the page. Just hit John Wayne Custom Apparel, and it'll take you right to the apparel shop. And uh, you can check out all that stuff and hopefully pick something up. I'm going to be drinking my coffee out of a John Wayne is Dead custom coffee mug here in a few days. And I'll be happy to share that once I get it. So uh, getting some samples of this stuff to show off. So keep watching my my Instagram stories uh, at John Wayne is Dead. Because as I get this stuff in, I'll be showing it off. I'll be let, giving full looks at everything. You can see how it's made. See how how the quality is. But uh, check it out for yourself. Check out my John Wayne is Dead merch line uh, of custom apparel at uh, go to johnwayneisdead.com and just click the link right there on the splash page. It is that easy and you can check it out and support me in that way and look pretty damn cool while you're doing it. So thank you guys for uh, for that, all the people that already checked it out. And please go check it out uh, for yourselves and, and share it for uh, for me if, if you don't mind. Um, okay, let's see, moving right along. I'm back home. I've been home for, uh, you know, a few days here and... Uh, um, you know, like I said on the episode I just put up a few days ago, a lot of, you know, trying to rest, trying to recuperate, trying to feel uh, back to 100 and um, and getting there, you know, because uh, I only have a few days. I, I have to leave again. Uh, I get to leave again um, here Tuesday or Wednesday, maybe. I, I, can't, I haven't, uh, I have to check my calendar, but we're going to Chicago here in a couple of days. I'll be in Chicago at Days of the Dead. So hopefully I'll get to see a lot of you people out there. You fine, fine people who I love. I love Chicago, as you know. Uh, one of my favorite cities. I've talked about it uh, a lot on the podcast before, but it is uh, in my top five probably favorite cities to go visit. So, um, I'm looking forward to going to, to Chicago always, seeing my con family, seeing my family of readers and friends that I've met out there. Um, I love going to Chicago. 
So I'm getting ready for that. Just, you know, I got a fuck ton of books back in for my inventory to stock all that since I sold so much over the past week, especially at Texas Frightmare, which thanks again, everyone who came out to Texas Frightmare. Really uh, just awesome. Just an awesome show. Um, but I'm all restocked. Don't worry. I'll have everything that I have there in Chicago. Um, we will be good to go. But uh, I'm excited for that. Of course, you can check out my schedule for all my dates at johnwaitisdead.com on the show's uh, section of the page. But yeah, so I've just been getting ready for Chicago. Um, I've been just, just, it's a, you know, I've talked about it before, you know, you come home, you only have a few days and it's a lot of whirlwind of working. I, I have a certain, um, you know, I hold myself to a certain standard, I guess, of discipline, right? And it can be, you know, having a lot of travel and having a, a you know, a lot of back and forth, a lot of just day to day stuff. It, it can really, it's it's easy to let that stuff throw a wrench in your routine, right? Like throw, like throw off your discipline. And I think it's something that people fall into as an easy excuse. Well, I've been, it's, a, you know, I got, I've been on the road. I've been this, I don't have time to write any, I mean, I'm going to stand up, blah, blah, blah. I don't have time to go to, you know, all that stuff. I do not let myself do that. I, I cannot let myself fall out of discipline. So as I'm home, especially, I am just grinding. I'm still up at 6 a.m., so I've just been up. I've been writing, working on this thing. I just got edits done for my next novel, um, which we'll, you know, we'll talk, I'll talk about more when I, I have more information to give, but I, I went over all of that, working with my editor. Shouts out, Alicia. I love you, girl. Um, and just a lot of stuff I draw, uh, my bookmarks, guys, if you've been out to a show and you've seen me lately or, or you, you know, checked out the site, you know that I do those, those metal iridescent custom bookmarks. They're signed and numbered and limited to 100 per run. Dude, I've been selling those like nuts at the conventions. I ran through two whole like runs. So two designs I, I've been through, I, I sold in like three, within three weeks, within three conventions. So um, I have another one that's being brought to me, another design. I'll have a whole new design bookmark, um, all 100 fresh 100 uh, of them in Chicago. Uh, that'll be dropped off to me from my, my buddy Chatty Daddy out there. But I'm also working on another one because I don't want to be left to like for so, so for like, I think two conventions now, I haven't had bookmarks because I've just been out. So I don't want to be left in the lurch or left like that. I'm trying to stay ahead. So I'm getting two designs done at once. So I always have one to go back on and I'm not ever running out of them uh, like that. And the new and the new designs just keep coming. Like they're all new guys. Every 100 is new. They're not repeated. They're not made again. So if you didn't know I do that, check, check out those custom bookmarks. Hopefully like after Chicago, if I don't sell them all, I'll throw some up on the uh, website for you guys to check out as well. Um, so yeah, just a lot of work, a lot of reading, a lot of stuff. I Oh, one cool thing I did, you know, new in the house here, just still haven't been able to get everything fully set up because we're such a state of like always coming and going. But I did get uh, a one section of the house set up here where I have uh, my one of my bookshelves filled with books. I took a whole afternoon organizing that shelf and getting the books out there that I wanted. And another one of my smaller shelves is out there with it next to my whole rack of guitars. That's right. I have a whole rack case of guitars, like nine guitars or something there. And um, I have my little pig, pig nose amp. And it's just like, I set it up, little kitchen table in there with the Ouija board in the middle. Beautiful. And you don't realize sometimes how, how much peace and good energy you get from just setting up like something like that. You know, it really did make me feel good physically and mentally. Just, you know, not not that um, I didn't before, but it's just a little extra. You know, when you get some of those boxes out of the way and you start getting your shit, you know, your shit set up and it's 
it just feels good. So that was something I got to do uh, after I got home this past time as well. And uh, so, yeah. And another thing, guys, here's another announcement that's kind of an announcement, kind of vague, a vaguing, but uh, new music, guys, new music. I'm in talks um, with something, with some people. Uh, Uncle Johnny's going to have something coming out here. It's going to be a limited. It's going to be a special edition release, but I will be in the studio soon recording, I don't know, about 17 acoustic songs by myself. So I will keep you posted on that, but that is also happening. So I'm getting, I'm, I'm all these, there's all this business stuff going on. There's all this work going on that I'm doing to keep this machine going, baby. You know how it is. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's how the week has been. That's how I've, what I've been up to since I've been home, just kind of blowing and going, man, and, and doing my thing. So, um, Another thing that I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, it is Maza's Day. Happy Maza's Day to my Maza and all the mothers out there. Uh, if you guys are listeners to the show, you know that I love and appreciate my mother very, very much. Shouts out to you, mom. I'm sure you're putting your makeup on right now. Listen to this saying, oh, that's my son. At least he hasn't started talking about penises yet. Oops, penis, mom. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. I love all the moms out there. If you know, you've listened, you know my mom is my biggest fan. She champions me, even though I'm a crazy weirdo, and I love her to death, and uh, I would do anything for her. So hopefully, you know, if you have your mom still around out there and you have a good relationship with her, you're taking care of her. You've taken care of her this this past weekend, or this fine, fine Mother's Day on a Mother's Day time. Yeah, and I tried to think of, like, I was like, man, I think I've told all my good mom stories uh, outside of having her on again to... um to tell about, to talk about things I don't remember, but you know, I think I remember more things than my mom. I don't know. Who knows? I think we need to have a part two to that though. We need to have an update. We need to bring my mom back on the show and have her tell things about me. Um, so we'll do that soon, actually. I think that's a good idea. Uh, so happy Mother's Day, mom. I love you and all you moms out there. Uh, mamas, 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 and the mother's mothers out there. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's all the muck that's fit to be raked as, as some people would say, but, uh, at this moment. But so I think what we'll do right now is something we we've uh, we get back into here that we've skipped the last few episodes because I've been blowing and going, like I said, and um, and and having a bunch of extra stuff to do. But we uh, we got to do our three card tarot reading of the week here. Ba -ba -ba -bam! As you know or do not know, I do a three card tarot reading on myself before every episode in which I've just kind of jotted down my thoughts, things that I'm looking at, things that are going on, and I just get a fresh perspective uh, uh, through the prism of the cards, if you will. And uh, it's very um, stimulating thought-wise, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit, so hopefully you will too. So this week, of course, you know, as, as you've just been listening to me talk, uh, what's been on my mind is staying organized and staying healthy, making smart decisions. All of those kind of go together, right? So, you know, for instance, staying healthy, like I just got better, you know, I'm talking like, I'm feeling better and, and getting better now after being sick for a couple of weeks. And, you know, what do I do? We go, I go out and I, don't know, I stay out till 5 a.m. But you know what? I, that was, you know, just one of those things about, was that a good choice? I don't know. Sometimes you need to blow off all that steam. Sometimes you need to split the difference. So I'm still working on that. But uh, yeah, so I'm just making making sure I'm staying healthy. I, I can't keep this thing going if I'm not well, right? If my body is breaking down. So I'm always good about staying disciplined and stuff like that. But again, in my mind, it's like keeping that discipline, not letting things knock me off, not not letting things that are easy to use as excuses be an excuse, right? If if I'm 
so tired that I can't even do anything, then I need to rest. But if I'm just like, you know what, cartoons, that's just making excuses. I don't, I, and I'm, I'm trying to stay, I, I'm not going to let myself be swayed into that. So all of these things uh, are on my mind as, as we uh, do our reading today. So First card we get out the gate here, Nine of Cups, and this is in the upright position. So this is a cool card, Nine of Cups. The, the person on it is, is sitting on a wooden bench, arms, you know, crossed with a, a, you know, proud look on their face, just like, yeah. And behind them on, on the tables behind them are the nine beautiful cups. And what this card is telling is, is showing us is this is a card of fulfillment and appreciation, right, for what we've done. We, we are... Taking, we, we need to take, make sure, this is to remind us at least, if we aren't right now, we need to take some time to realize that we have achieved some good things that are making us content, right? In a lot of parts of our life. Our relationship is good. Our, our work is good. Our life, the things that we do, we're, we're balancing everything out. Everything is, is, is really popping in a good way for us right now. And it, it, it's making us feel very happy, making us feel very fulfilled you know this is this is like a you can look at this as a sign of this things are lined up for you right now right now remember we i always talk about these things are always in flux this is not like a you win you know this is this is for the moment this moment that we're in is good we are happy with things that we've accomplished and and to celebrate this we we need to you know look at this as a as a way to kind of take some time to enjoy our success for ourselves, right? Go out, have, you know, get drunk, eat a lot, you know, a, a, treat yourself to a good meal, uh, treat yourself to a night on the town or, or however you want to treat yourself without feeling guilt behind it, right? Get, let yourself temporarily have this time with guilt-free to really indulge and, and appreciate that, you know what, man, I've, I'm, I'm doing good or I've accomplished something good. We, we have to, um, that's easier said than done for me, especially speaking for myself, it's hard for me to sit there and be like, yeah, good job, man, let's enjoy this. Because I'm always like, well, what have I done for myself lately? Next, go on to the next thing. What's the next thing, you know? And it, it, it I really have to still myself to be like, okay, let's, let's appreciate this, dude. Look, take a step back. Things are going good, you know? So we need to make sure that we're expressing that gratitude, right? Be grateful, even if we're just waking up in the morning and just expressing the great, you know, saying that you're grateful to the mirror or to the universe or whatever, just, or just, man, just be saying to yourself, like, man, I'm really happy right now. These are the kind of affirmations that, you know, we need to allow ourselves to give. We need to be grateful because we are, and we want this to continue. We want to remain content. We want to stuff that these, these, we want there to be more uh, peaks than valleys, you know? And so we need to be able to acknowledge that we've we've worked hard and we deserve it, right? But another thing, like I said, about the, the person on the card is sitting on a wooden bench. So the symbolism behind that is like, you know, sitting on a wooden bench without a back or anything is fine for a while. You're comfortable sitting there for a while, but not for long. And this is to, to let us know, you know, hey, this, like I said, or like I said just a minute ago, this is a temporary thing, right? We're only experiencing these moments temporarily from one to the next. So this doesn't mean that we're going to just have this great feeling from now on. It's temporary and we cannot, we have to appreciate it, but move on. Know that everything is always in a state of change. Things are always changing. We, we cannot, you know, we can't just revel in that and be like, yeah, all right, good. Keep everything the same and think it's going to stay that way because it's not. Everything's in flux. Everything is changing. 
our our path is always, you know, not always, but there's a lot of times when things bump up in our path that we have to navigate around that we didn't plan for. So it's just it's just saying like, enjoy it, enjoy this for a bit. We've earned it, but we cannot allow ourselves to be comfortable to get comfortable in a way that makes us, I guess, lazy, right? Or or just assume that this, well, we did this, so now we can do whatever. We always got to be moving. We always got to be working. So that's, you know, that's that's where I always go is that, well, what have you done for me lately? But I need to make sure I take time to be like, I'm content. I'm happy. I And I appreciate it. I, I'm grateful for these things. Even if it's just to whatever, even if it's in your journal, we just need to we just need to make sure that we are, I guess, declaring our contentment for these things because because we are and we work hard for them. So, next card. This goes really well with with this with the nine of cups. Is we have the four of wands upright as well. This is again another card about happiness. This is another card about appreciating the things in your life that are good. This is. Uh, when we get this card, I mean, this I mean, this dovetails so perfectly. It's it's the right time now to sell. You want to celebrate the things you've done with the people you love the most. You know, you don't have to just like, you know, oh, celebrate by yourself or, or have a a shop by yourself. Take take time. Call your buds, man. Go out, you know, or have them come over or whatever. Take some time to celebrate with your people, people that you love, um, even if it's just to. In- even if nothing has happened and you just you just want to be in their company because that's important too. So it, right now, that's important for us right now is what this card is saying. So, you know, we want to go out, go home, go to work, go to places that, you know, we feel comfortable at, that we can let our guard down and and uh, surround ourselves with the people that we love and know who that they love us and and have a good ce- and have a good celebration. Again, this goes back with the other one. Allow yourself that time to celebrate, to go out and get hammered or or eat a big meal, whatever it is that you do, and enjoy it with the people that you love and the people who love you. So this this card also along with that, it, it associates it's it's you know it it's bringing up our home our home life right our environment actually where where we live our house and just kind of like i was talking at the top of the show how putting the shelves up and and organizing my books and and putting my guitars up and all that stuff and how how good that made me feel just to do that and every time i look over i see it and it make it gives me a good feeling that's uh, this card is saying this is a time to to take you know to look at our home our our living space and and Take some time to, to judge it up. I mean, for lack of a better way, you know, uh, you know, redecorate, put things where you want. Get, you know, do this. This is like a time to now be doing that and, and improving your surroundings because you're happy, you're joyful, and and you you're arranging your life around you like that. So you, you, like I said, you can get these wonderfully good feelings from just doing something like hanging a poster. Sometimes it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as reorganizing a drawer or the kitchen, anything like that, that you improve your living space, right? That's what this card is saying. Like it's a good, it's a good time, the right time for us to do this. But the main thing about this card is to, to take a, take time to celebrate, take time to acknowledge your achievements. You have worked hard. It's okay to take a small break, but make sure it's a small break. Like these, all all of these things are relative. They can all get away from you if you let them. So, small break to somebody, a person A is not going to be a small break to person B. It, you know, they're all different, but make sure we're not 
abuse don't just don't abuse it be like well i'm on a small break for six months no bitch you're not you, you can take a weekend or a week whatever it's good to celebrate these milestones it's a, it's a very important we we observe that we've made them keep but and and and, and to celebrate but let's keep it together everyone okay so <laughs> um and then our last card of the reading eight of swords reversed so again this goes goes well with this reading um uh as well so you so we've got our other two cards where we're taking time we've we've achieved some things we're happy we're we're feeling accomplished um and then we move to this to this last card which to me this is you know again I'm most just kind of generalizing this for everybody but I am just speaking from my own experience here I'm not projecting on anybody or anything like that but the I think this sword is or this sword this card is great to come in at, at third in this reading because it's like this I can relate to this I've done all this I'm trying to celebrate it I'm trying to take time out to acknowledge the things I've done and then you get to the 8 of swords reversed and you all of a sudden start getting into your head Basically, this card is saying that we're starting to limit ourselves. We're starting to have bad, uh, negative thoughts about ourselves. We're being self-deprecating. We're saying that we don't deserve all, you know, maybe we just came off. We just came off these two milestones. We're celebrating. And then all of a sudden that doubt creeps in. It's like, you don't deserve this. Who do you think you are? You can't do this. This is a fluke. You, you know, all that stuff starts to go in your head and it just churns and churns and, and it becomes a huge negative cycle of thought that just can really derail everything. So when we have this card that's coming up, this is telling us, let's catch ourselves in that that thought process before it gets out of hand. Before it gets away from us, let's acknowledge that that's creeping in and and push it away. Let's acknowledge it and push it away. That's not us. That's doubt creeping in. You already have the proof that you can do these things. The other two cards ahead of us are just talking about how we are celebrating the things we've accomplished. And this one's trying to steal that away from us through our own thoughts. So it's like, st- we, we need we need to make sure that we are catching ourselves in this negative self-talk, being too hard of a critic. Don't, you know, we're trapping ourselves. We're making ourselves, we're beating, our, there's so many people and, and things out there that'll beat you down uh, for nothing, just because we don't need to be another thing beating us down. So stop, we need to stop that. We need to let go of this and and really, really break this negative thought process before it starts to get out of hand. Now, this also is saying like, hey, there might be some, this might be coming about because we have some skeletons in our closet or, or secrets, things like that, that we need to, to, to sort out. And, you know, like I said, man, I've said this before, Uncle Joey taught me this. You better clean, you better clean out the skeletons in your closet before the skeletons start coming to clean out you for uh you take care of your skeletons before your skeletons start taking care of you. In other words, you know, this is not, that's also not a set it and forget it thing. Sometimes you have to go back and 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 you know, pull those skeletons out and then face things. There's new stuff you have to really acknowledge about yourself or what you've done, you know, all these things. It's just checking on these things cuz these these thoughts, these these things that we harbor that we call skeletons are going to be a huge fueling point for this negative process of thought that's going to be spinning in our head. So good thing about this card is it it can signify when it appears that we are in the process of releasing that negative pattern. We are in the process of letting go of that bad thought uh, process and accepting who we are and moving forward to, to, to remedy that. So it, it can mean that you, we could be in that aspect of it. 
but at the main main point is that it's telling us to catch ourselves in this, to not let ourselves get yanked down this this negative thought process after we just had these two wonderful cards and we just acknowledged all this great stuff that we did and now we're ready to beat ourselves up again. I can relate to this so wholeheartedly. So I definitely am taking this to heart. So that's our reading for today. I hope you got something out of it and enjoyed it. I know I did. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's just interesting. You think about think about these things or we, you know, so often, more often than not, at least for me, can be my own worst enemy, you know, um, not just the lit song, uh, which of course we know is great, all hell lit. It's just, we, we, it's like I said, we have too many people and too many situations and too many instances trying to, to beat us down from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. We don't need to be one of those things that we don't need to, to be down on ourselves. We need to be lifting ourselves up, lifting the, the people up around us too, to show them, hey, we don't have to be like this, man. So if we have a friend that's like maybe experiencing some self-doubt or just kind of negative self-speak, you know, encourage that person. Reach out and say, hey, you don't have to think about this. man. Remember this, this, and this. That's why you're awesome. Easier said than done, I know, but very important. So anyway, moving right along. Thanks, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. So last week, we talked about it, and uh, we are... We're happier this week because, ding, 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 the Corey Hotline, everybody. That's right. We've got a call this week on the Corey Hotline. What's the Corey Hotline, you ask? Well, the Corey Hotline is a number you can call anytime, day or night, night or day, 24 hours, uh, a week, uh, a day, whatever it is. Anytime, you can call 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. And leave a message for me for the show, and I will... Play it on the show. You can ask questions, comments, whatever you want to do. We'll play it on the show. We'll discuss it. And uh, and the Corys, they stay happy because they know that they're still in your hearts because you're reaching out to them uh, to, to, you know, to reach to them. And I we just all appreciate it very much. So, again, Core Hotline, you can call, ask any questions you want, comments, 832-930-1347. And we have a message this week, so we will go ahead and listen to that right now. John Wayne, this is for you. This is for John Wayne, lied to you. My name is Richard. We met at Scarefest last uh, last year, and um, I've got a few of your books. I haven't gotten to read them yet because I've been very busy, but I will. Uh, I've got Cadillac Man. I've got uh, seen on TV and some of the other stuff. Um, I can't wait to dive into your stuff, but I wanted to ask what makes you – write bizarro in this bizarro horror punk world um do you think you would ever write anything quote unquote mainstream uh just something i thought would be interesting to hear straight from you um i I myself love bizarro uh and uh yeah i i think uh you're you're a cool guy i love your podcast i love hearing your con reviews and i can't wait to read your stuff and uh, on a side note, what is your favorite convention to go to? Again, this is Richard Yule, and uh, thank you, buddy. Bye. Richard, thank you, dude. Appreciate the message. Um, good to hear from you again, man. Hopefully I'll see you again at Scarefest this year, as I will be there. Uh, great convention, by the way. I love Scarefest. Um, so let's see. 
Thank you again for the question. Let's go back to this. So we talked, you were asking about Bizarro. Um, so Bizarro Fiction, I cut my teeth on Bizarro for sure. That was, you know, I was writing this stuff, you know, years ago when I was trying to figure out this whole thing and all my stories were just kind of weird, had this weird elements, you know, to them. That was what I liked. And as I was writing these stories, I was like, where did this, where does this go? You know, I didn't even know what to do with this stuff until I discovered Bizarro Fiction. And how I discovered it was through uh, reading Chuck Palahniuk, you know, author of, you know, Choke and, and Fight Club. You, you know, people know him from if you don't know who he is. One of my favorite authors. And it's, you know, from one of those things on Amazon where it was just like, if you like him, you'll like this guy. And this guy was Jeremy Robert Johnson. And the book was Angel Dust Apocalypse. So we got that. And I was like, oh. And I saw it was put out by a label that was associated with, with something called Bizarro Fiction. So I'm like, huh. And I started digging a little bit deeper into that because I read that book. I devoured it. And I love Jeremy's work. And uh, I was like, oh, the light bulb kind of went off. Like, uh-huh. This is where my stuff can go. This is, you know, kind of what I do. So Bizarro is is a hard thing to define in that it does encapsulate it. it, it under the um, umbrella of Bizarro, a lot of things f fall under it, right? And uh, there are various degrees of that. So, like, my Bizarro work includes, like, my first published work through, you know, uh, Rooster Republic's new kink line at the time was the Porn Star Retirement Plan. That is an extremely Bizarro story. It is very, very Bizarro. It's, it's, it's out of print right now, but it's, you know, basically the plot is this, you know, this guy's favorite porn star from when he was, a, you know, a kid is coming to town to do a bukkake scene and he has signed up and made it in as one of the people and uh basically the plot revolves around what i think happens uh when you know a theory of what could happen when we usher our favorite porn stars off into that good night um very very bizarre and so bizarro stuff like for those of you who are like what the fuck is bizarro dude it's kind of like yeah, I've heard it defined as a lot of things. It's a lot. Some people say it's like the cult section uh, of a video store. Well, that's a great definition, but except a lot of people are like, "What's a video store?" and they don't have that 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 thing to go to. So it's kind of like it's bizarro catches it's like a, catches all things from like horror to the surreal to the you know. Uh, uh, abstract, uh, just no, it, like, you know, turned on its side, horror is in there, everything is kind of like got a, a weird bent to it, right? And, and it's a very like, it's a, it's, it's very freeing uh, as a form of writing, if you have something to say. Now, here's like, so I've had that. I've, I've put out Chargeland through Easter Republic. That's a Bizarro title. I was part of the new Bizarro author series from Eraserhead Press in 2017, something I'm very proud of still to this day. Um, but Richard, I haven't, I've kind of gotten away from writing Bizarro. Bizarro. I, I, I've talked about this before, so I'm not talking out of school. I think I love Bizarro. I love the Bizarro writers, uh, certain Bizarro writers, but, but, the bizarro scene knows exactly what it's going through right now that you know all the turmoil and such that has happened that's kind of over the last few years that i was present for um i went to six seven bizarro cons in a row um and and some of the things just kind of put a bad taste in my mouth and and i not just that but the writing that was coming out of the bizarro scene wasn't really about anything anymore you know some of the stuff was just coming out to be like look at how gross I can write something. Ooh, I can write that. You know, it's just like, great. Well, what are you trying to say? And that's where it loses me. Um, and, and there's great 
books danger slater awesome dude you want to read some shit that's got that's bizarro in a masterfully written way that makes you feel the shit that he's conveying great great author bizarro to read you know but it just started to get weird like and not weird in a sense of like great it just it just wasn't vibing for me anymore so i was all i mean i already my brand of kind of bizarro was already like on this kind of like occult surrealistic bend that you know dips into magical realism sometimes and that's just where i just kind of followed on that and 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 so i don't really consider the the things that i put out after ant poster my new bizarre author series release as bizarro it's um you know it's it's psychological horror it's it's I, I describe it as like a Twilight Zone Outer Limits type of thing. I cut my teeth on those series, amazing stories, back when I was a kid, and uh, I love that that just turn it on its ear, make you guess to the end, like what the fuck is that? Oh shit, that's what that was type of thing. Like those are the kind of stories I like to read. Those are the kind of things I like to write. Are there elements of Bizarro in everything that I write? Absolutely, there are. That's that's my that's what I cut my teeth. That's what I've how I found my way was because I had this kind of Bizarro bone in my body of whatever of writing, you know, that kind of weird shit. Um, so you know, while yeah, so I do. While I love Bizarro, those are the kind of you know books I cut my teeth on. It not really writing it too much anymore. Um, especially you mentioned the Cadillac Man. I think if you read the Cadillac Man, you'll be like, oh shit, no, he doesn't really write Bizarro anymore at all. Um, it's, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't really know, like you meant, we mentioned like you, mainstream horror, would I ever write anything in the mainstream horror? I'm not quite sure what defines mainstream horror anymore. Um, I, I just kind of write what I write. Now, as a, as a professional writer, as I mean, this is my job, I don't do anything else. Yeah, you got to take paying gigs sometimes. Someone's like, hey, can you write this? Yeah, absolutely. I'll write that um, because I need a paycheck this week. So it might be something mainstream, but all the stuff that I write from that, that I'm putting out that's coming out from the publishers that I work with is going to be more of that kind of psychological horror with little tendrils of bizarro in there, kind of massaging the back of your skulls, because I don't forget where I came from by any means. I just feel like it's eh, it's just, you know, prove me wrong, kids. I'll say prove me wrong. But bizarro for me lost something um, recently and within the last few years that I very much hope comes back and and gets back on its on its feet where it was because it deserves to be um if done if done right and well I, I don't know these are just my thoughts and opinions guys I, i'm not an authority i don't know anything about anything this is just from my experiences what i can speak of so um yeah so that's where that is and um my favorite convention uh, like I said, Scarefest is great. Uh, great one. Glad to have met you there. My favorites, though, I have to say, uh, well, Texas Frightmare, just coming off of that. It's just, it's just intense and uh, so insane and awesome. Um, on, on that's on the, the huge, you know, craziness scale. But then uh, on another side of things, I have to say my favorite convention is to do anything that the Scares That Care uh, group does. Joe Ripple, uh, of course, shouts out amazing, amazing uh, person putting on the Scares at Care shows. They just, you know, we just had AuthorCon, the first one last month, and it was such a hit. The tables already went on sale for the one for next year, sold out in 23 minutes. Um, it's a big deal. And I'll, of course, I'll be there again, and I'll be at Scares at Care here coming up in uh, August, I guess, or July. And um, I can't remember, but yeah, that's another one of my favorites because it, it's busy too, but there's such a great 
spirit of camaraderie. You get to see a lot of people you know, um, and a lot of other authors that you don't maybe don't get to see because this is like the one con they come to every year. And it's just a good feeling overall because everyone is there for a good cause and it's uh you can feel the kind of like a positivity and the good vibes going on with that so that's my you know those are my two favorites i would say conventions but anyway man richard thank you for the call dude thank you for the question you are a bad motherfucker and i appreciate you you too can call and leave me a message ask any question you'd like 832-930-1347 that's 832-930-1347 call leave a message for the Corys. they'll pass it on to me and i will play it on the show uh for you so um i think that uh yeah so thank you guys again call the Corey hotline so with without further ado i think we'll get right into uh our our show here uh, you know, this, this is a, usually I just like tell like a, a straight shot story, you know, but sometimes I just like to talk about a subject with some stories in there. And, and I, I, I felt compelled to talk about this, uh, today. I don't know why it just is on my mind. And I feel like, you know what, I want to talk about this a little bit. So, um, today we'll be talking about, uh, well, let's just call this show. Um, who could it be? Hmm. Satan. So, like I was saying, Satan! Yes, Satan, Satan, Satan. But not just Satan. I want to talk about the idea behind some of these things. Uh, Not necessarily, this is not about a religious talk. This is just kind of like, what spurred this on, um, for me, I told this story briefly in in the last episode, so, you know, bear with me. But when I was at the Fanboy Expo here in Las Vegas two weeks ago ish, um, there was this guy with a couple of fucking dorks with him uh, who were uh, basically he was coming around to the tables with his deck of cards like he was going to telling you he was going to do a magic trick for you, but was basically just like putting cards down and, and prophetizing, you know, trying to witness to you uh, from a witness to the people from like, um, you know, a conservative Christian uh, fundamentalist point of view. Uh, which I'm like, why the hell are you here doing this? But whatever, why is anybody doing anything? So th- what this guy was doing, he's putting out the cards, and he's like, oh, four, this is for Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and this other four, this is for John the Baptist, and blah, 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 and, blah, blah, blah. and what are four H words from the Bible, and what this, oh, look, Queen of Spade, or Queen of Diamonds, that's Jezebel, keep her away from me, and Jack of Diamonds, that's my enemy, I blacked out his eyes, and he'd pull out an ace and be like, and this is an ace, and ace is the one the one and only God who's on my side, and I can do all things, and like he's he's got a stupid vest on, like he's trying to be cool, but it's got all these God patches all over it which is fine whatever and he's talking to the people next to me right there's a couple next to me and they actually are christian people but you know i didn't know that till then like because they were like yeah we we're we're on board you know we, we love god but even to them this guy was annoying you know and so he's already tried to like bring me over and I see what he's doing i'm like oh whatever i'm back into my table just kind of trying to distance myself until he's like well, if a meteor hits us up right now and uh, we're dead, I'll be in heaven. Am I going to see you in heaven? He's asking them. He's like, well, what about John here? And I was like, John Wayne, first of all. I told him my name like four times throughout this entire ordeal because he's like, pick a card, John. Tell me this card, John. And I'm like, it's John Wayne. It's John Wayne. So you already know, you guys know from listening to the 
to the podcast. Once you start fucking my name up after I tell you, like, you're done. Like, you you might as well just go jump off a fucking cliff for as much as I'm going to listen to you, right? So then he comes up and then, like, they're like, uh, I said, John Wayne. And, like, the couple is trying to kind of deflect this guy off. And they go, well, we'll work on him. And he all arrogant and and bold emboldened as he is with himself so i'll work on him right now and comes over walks you know crosses to my table which i'm like no thank you you can just keep keep it moving i don't i don't need to hear what you have to say and he's like oh well you sure i mean i'm like no i don't no you can go and he's like okay well i don't i don't push anything on anybody and then like i said he took a long hard look at all like he not a glance across the table he like would like stood there and just looked at each tight like one two, three. Now I guess the only looks up at me as well. We'll pray for you. And I said, I wish you wouldn't. He was like, what? No, I wish you wouldn't pray for me. Oh, okay. And they all go down the thing. The one guy says, good luck. And I was like, I don't need your luck. You know, that kind of thing. And it just sticks in my craw because like I said, the arrogance of it. And I turned to the lady next to me that, that was talking to them. I said, why did you, why did you bring, tell him to come over and talk to me? Why did you do that? She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't know he was going to be so great. I was like, look at me. I said, look at my, okay, if you, a lot of people know I'm covered in tattoos, but there's a pentagram tattooed in my ear, in my right ear. It's a pentagram. On the side of my neck is a goat with pentagram eyes. On my finger is a big pentagram ring made by Alex Streeter. My the whole aesthetic look of my booth is pentagrams, you know, skulls, creepy, all this stuff going on. My books. I'm like, why? Why do you think it's okay for you to come over and think that I want to hear this? Why is it okay? Why? Why do you think that that's okay? That and, and why do you immediately assume that I'm wrong? Why? Why is it immediately assumed by them that what I have displayed is wrong? Now. Scarlett wasn't there at the time, the lovely Scarlett. She was, uh, she had to go, uh, she had an appointment for her nails and was coming back. But she is, you know, she's Jewish. She's raised Orthodox Jew. So none of these principles, nothing that this guy was saying would apply to her, any of her beliefs. And and she wasn't there to be able to count. And I'm, I'm not going to speak on those things, but the, the way that, that he was putting things, it's just like, why do you think you're right, dude? Why do you th- um, automatically think I'm wrong? That's the, that's the huge thing. Like, it's such, it's such a, 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 a just an ex- generally accepted notion that it's okay to bust in. I'm like, so you're gonna tell someone who was raised a certain way all these years, all the all the indoctrination, all the all the study that they've done, they're wrong because they're not doing what you say we should do, what you believe your Lord who is speaking to you tells you to do. And look, I'm not against. You know, I'm not trying to decry people's Christianity or their religious beliefs in 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 fundamental Christian or Catholic, whatever it is. That's fine, but keep an open mind. You're not the only religion out there. Therefore, you're not just right across the board. You have to have an open mind. If that gives you solace and makes you feel at peace and makes you happy to do that, to go to that church, to be a part of that, awesome. That's awesome. Keep doing it. I don't care. But don't come to tell me that I'm wrong. Don't try to tell me that what I have going on is going to end me. He's basically telling me because of I'm not agreeing with him that he's going to go to a place that would be paradise if a meteor all hits us right then. A wonderful paradise that is made up by man. Um, 
and I will be cast asunder into uh, the fiery pits and, and a flaming lake of fire. Ooh, scary. Doesn't it sound scary? Because man made it up and man knows how to scare, uh, scare us. So you know, even the Jewish religion, there's not even a hell. So what do you have to say to that, dude? Like, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me, and I don't appreciate it being being looked at as like a challenge, right? I don't appreciate that. It's just, it, it is the overall arrogance. Mostly, it, that's what it is. I don't walk around saying, hail Satan, or anything to anybody about a goddamn thing, because that's not my place. Do what you want. And... And I don't think a lot of these kind of out there proselytizing, you know, witnessing Christians, but they, they have it in their head somehow that they're right and that's it. And they, and they, and it's, it's like a blessing for them to try to come at you or something that that's a good thing for them. And it's, it goes against, they, they, it goes against their own principles and stuff that they just contradict themselves with these type of things. But what I wanted to do to take the, the story portion time of this, you know, that, that happened, but it really made me think. And then with all the, you know, also, you know, I don't get political in this, in this show at all. Nobody needs to hear anything I have to say because I'm stupid as hell. But with the abortion issue going on, of course, how could we not, you know, know that? That's being thrust out there. And I, of course, am pro-choice. I don't think that there should be any regulations or restrictions put on anyone's body, especially a woman by a man. And I think that, you know, we need more money put into these things. We need more money put into Planned Parenthood. And this is all, you know, it's a big hot button topic and it divides a lot of people, but, you know, it's about our rights. And it's, 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 again, here comes that arrogance back in of like, you don't, you don't get to decide what you do with your body. How, how stupid we get to decide because we are right. Because our God says so and our God is right. So therefore, you know, that's it. Takes in, it takes into consideration no other belief system, no other, uh, you know, maybe, you know, no other circumstances. It's just, that's it. No, no other wiggle, no wiggle room, no, no back, no forth, just right. That's it. And that is dangerous. That's a dangerous way to think about things. It's a dangerous it's a dangerous thing to spread in people, um, I think, and and especially to to children to tell them this and try to beat them over the head with it when they don't even know any better. It, it's it's not right. But so I want to say so one of the things I wanted to talk about we we talked about that, but I just would kind of want to bring to light some things. So like, I want to talk about the Church of Satan and the Satanic Temple. Now, the Church of Satan, you know, we all know that this, you know from uh, Anton LaVey, of course, and, you know, he founded this in 1966, and most popular misconstrued thing about probably both of these is that they worship Satan. No, they don't, nobody worships Satan in any of these things. We don't believe, like, it's not believed that Satan is a a, a physical being or an ethereal being. It's it's an idea, right? And, and, you know, just some... uh, what the the Church of Satan believes, it's it's just all about being yourself, worshiping yourself, right? It says, I'm just reading from the website, to us, Satan is a symbol that best suits the nature of who we are, carnal by birth, people who feel no battle raging between our thoughts and feelings. We do not embrace the concept of a soul imprisoned in a body. He represents pride, liberty, and individualism. 
qualities often defined as evil by those who worship external deities. We feel there is a war between their minds and emotions, which is 100% true. So, you know, these are all just about not basically like being yourself, embracing who you are and being proud of that and not allowing the external constraints to be put on you or made you feel make you feel lesser or afraid to be who you are or shameful because what you think or who you are. It removes all of that because we shouldn't be made to feel like that, especially by something that's uh, perceived to be built on love, right? And there's another thing uh, that he puts here that I like. All gods are thus externalized forms, magn- magnified projections of the true nature of their creators, personifying aspects of the universe or personal temperaments, which many of their followers find to be troubling. Worshiping any God is thus worshiping by proxy those who invented that God. Since the Satanist understands that all gods are fiction, instead of abending a need to worship to or seeking friendship or unity with such mythical entities, he places himself at the center of his own subjective universe as his own highest value. So, again, so that's that's saying like what is saying is like you know these gods these this is all man made like I was mentioning earlier these stories these are man made stories you anybody can say they were delivered down to to whoever by whoever but do some research guys the Bible is like a giant anthology that a billion authors submitted to and like somebody sat behind the chief editor's desk and made the picks of which stories went in okay so let's. Look at that first before we start, you know, quoting his, his, his word at me. Another, and to clarify, like, you know, it also says, we as Satanists are thus our own gods. And as beneficent deities, we can offer love to those who deserve it and deliver our wrath within reasonable limits upon those who seek to cause us or that which we cherish harm. So it's like, we're going to be ourselves. We're not going to fuck with you. But if you start fucking with me and my family and the people that I love, you're going down. You know, it's it's like don't start no shit, won't be no shit. Leave us alone. You know, we're gonna do our thing. We don't we don't believe that we're held subject to these like you know invisible sky people who are for some reason uh, so insecure that if we don't uh, pour every bit of adoration upon them, they'll smite us. I don't know. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, now. One thing I'm not going to, one of the ones I'm not going to go too too much into is the Luciferian um, Church of Lucifer or Luciferian Satanism, just because that's that's not one like I, I have donated to that church as well. But I it's it, they it, within that religion they are, uh, you know they they are w- working to bring about manifestations of demons and and other things to do their work for them and stuff like that, which is great. Not necessarily my thing. Um, Although I'm, I am going to read from a book uh, that I have here, I, you know, I have a bunch of books on demonology and chaos magic and things like that. I talk about, um, and I'm reading one right now that's actually pretty pretty interesting, I think. So, but uh, so we're not going to really get into Luciferian Satanism. It's 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 kind of like almost akin to the Christianity that I'm kind of against, but whatever. So now with the 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 Satanic Temple is something. Uh, a lot of you may have heard because they do they are in the news quite a bit uh doing very cool things um you know they put the statue of baphomet um on the steps of like the you know uh in arkansas at the the capitol you know because there was 
the Ten Commandments out there. You know, they have uh, worked to put up, you know, uh, start great programs for children and for adults that that are are inclusive and uh, don't ba- that aren't based and slanted towards faith um, at all. Like when those things are set up, they set up one that's kind of counter to that. In that, like, hey, you can have the same after school program. But and, and you're gonna have all we're gonna do all the fun stuff and and learn and have a great time, but it's not gonna be based on the Bible. You know what I mean? We're not gonna have Bible reading time. We're not gonna have prayer time. It, it, it's those kind of things. And, and if you look, there's a lot of after school programs. I don't have kids, so I don't know. Just in my little looking that are, but they're based. They're they're at churches. They're based on you know a Bible study afterwards. So, so it's very interesting. What if your kid's not into that, or you're not into that, but you have no other choice because you're working your ass off trying to like make a living. And you have to you get off at this point. Somebody has to watch your kid, and it just so happens to have to be that program. Well, you're fucked. Now your kid is in an impressionable time getting like all this shit pumped into them that you don't believe in. What do you have to deprogram them? I don't know. It it sucks that when you're when you're kind of like forced into that position. I would say. Um, so, the, the the satanic temple works to kind of offset that, right? To just. Just to, and it's all about helping people. I want to read the seven fundamental tenets of the Satanic Temple. So, number one, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. Hmm, makes sense, huh? Sounds pretty good, kind of like the golden rule. Number two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. So, from that, it's, it's like justice should always be pursued in its purest form, even when things like the institutions get in the way and try to strike that down, right? There should always be justice should always be just, not determined by basic, this is saying, when it's saying over laws and institutions, not like, let's go crazy. It's referring mostly to things that are laws and, and rules and institutions that are working under like Christianity, the, the tendrils of Christianity and, and the Bible are shaping those laws, right? So working against those, having justice for those things, like the next one, here's one's body is an inviolable, inviolable subject to one's own will alone. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. So taking back the laws, like a law that's going to prevent women from being able to care for their bodies in their own way uh, without without having choice of how they can do that uh, is unjust because that law is not really based on just, it's based on the Bible. It's based on thousands-year-old, thousands-of-year-old, like, you know, religion, and one religion. So that's, that's kind of, that addresses that. Number four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. So that's basically saying, you know, hey, you can think what you want. I can think what I want. It may be offensive, but I'm not putting it on you. And like to willfully and unjust, unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is basically saying is akin to you giving away your own freedom. If you're going to do that, boom, guess what? You're getting it back. That you don't have the freedom either, then. But that's not how it works with people. They believe that they're right, and therefore they are the ones that are are pulling it because some belief system is backing them, right? And a belief system that's based on fear. Number five: beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. 
So let's just take the facts, guy. Whether whether it helps, you know, and this is saying like whether it's helping like either side, no matter what, that's what we should look at. That's the scientific proof of the world. And we can't distort these to make them, you know, spin spin these scientific discoveries to make them fit what the the tale that we want to tell, right? They have to tell the tale. We can't plug them into our own little uh, agenda of stories to, to prove that we're right, is what that's saying. So number six, People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. There you go. We make mistakes. We're nobody's perfect. And, you know, this goes back to something I, I wonder and talk about with other with other people, like as far as when people are, are, are quote unquote canceled or they make a mistake, they go to jail, they do whatever. How long are they to be made a pariah? How long are they to be punished in the public eye? We, you know, you don't think that they get a second chance or they can't pay their debt to society and be rehabilitated? Is that what we, you're just one and done? No, we have to give people that chance, right? If you make a mistake, wouldn't you want that as well? Kind of think about that. And we're all, and mistakes are big, small. We can make mistakes and just work every day, just trying to be ourselves better. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be some big, huge mistake. You know what I mean? And number seven, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility and action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. So there you go. So something might be written in a, a book many, many years ago, and um, now we have information that shows that that's just not not correct. We need to acknowledge that. We don't need to just fall back on on things and say like, nope, nope, this is what it says. Yeah, well, come on. Now we live now in this day. So we need to really re-examine what we're basing our guiding, you know, what we're basing our, our, our principles on, what we're basing our laws on, what we're basing how we feel about each other and, and our compassion. We need to really look at that. Now, I don't know. So that that's basically what I just want to say. The church, so, so the satanic temple does a lot of good, good things um, for the country. You know, they, they really, truly do. And I, I highly, you know, encourage you to check them out. I'm not going to sit here and just recite things off their website. But I wanted to talk about and kind of bring these things up. You know, some people have called the Corey Hotline and asked me questions about the occult and, and things like that. And I'm, I'm very interested in all these things, but it's, it's just, uh, you know, I, I have like just a, I don't know, thirst for knowledge of this stuff. I want to know all about what, what they have to say, but while keeping it in a perspective of like, okay, interesting. So before I, before we go, I just, I, I was saying I was reading a, a book. I'm just about done with it, but this is a book uh, I've been reading called Smokeless Fire and uh, the book of Smokeless Fire. And it is about um, basically, uh, let me see who, who wrote this S Ben Quan. And it is basically telling you like there's these 72 demons uh, or jinn, D-G-I-N-N, which are demons. And this is describing who they are. Each the, Basically, it's talking about the, the, the rituals, how you can bring them to you, uh, how, to, how to manifest these, you know, demons, these 72 different demons, what they do and how dangerous they are. And, you know, conjuring, you know, it's all, it's all, you know. Rooted in chaos magic, which I'm very into. But when I say things like, just to go back to like, you know, man writes these things, right? Man writes the Bible. Man writes this book I'm holding in my hand. And man kind of comes up with all these these histories. And it's kind of, you can kind of see parallels to where like, 
oh, so maybe back like 400 years ago, this would happen to somebody. And it's and, and, and the only explanation then, because of the limited education or whatever, is, ah, oh, this is a demon. Demon did this. So that starts getting written down. And then it starts getting passed on. And then it starts becoming fact. And then it starts, you know, whatever. But just an example, like, so this, this lists all 72 of the jinn or demons, who they are, what they do, right? When, when they are, are unleashed. So like, just like um, an example. So, do, 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 do. Okay, so now this is one called Alnephus. And they appear in the form of a tall man having the hooves of a mule as hands. Upon him is an entwined black serpent, a symbol of chaos. A lot of these demons have a black serpent of some kind. Either they're holding or it's a part of their body or wrapped around them because that's a huge symbol of chaos and, and chaos magic. So uh, he inhabits all rivers and streams. When he attacks his victims, he causes unrelenting sleeplessness both day and night. So no rest is given, driving his victims insane. And then each one, it has the, the sigil drawn for each of these jinn. So you hear that, you're like, whoa, how vague and unspecific of a, of a, you know, malady is that? So when this, so do you think maybe like people were experiencing possibly at a time when this was being recorded insomnia, you know, and therefore there's no other explanation for it except there's a, a demon and, you know, you can't sleep. So it does make you insane. If you don't sleep for a few days, you start losing all kinds of perspective on shit. Yeah, you will go insane. Uh, this one says, Herta appears as a tall bearded man wearing a scarlet turban. He carries a large black serpent in his left hand. He resides in the hot coals of fire. When he attacks his victim, he causes them to experience self-importance, whispering worry, and terrible nightmares. Okay, so this is like kind of saying like, oh, when someone gets too prideful uh you know they're they're so concerned with their success and their pride and their and their ego and then they just worry about how it's it could all go away at some point so you just say that that's a demon that's attacking them right i don't know you know what i mean uh sounds a little sounds a little like anything that could have happened you could just blame that some a lot of these okay okay here's one taliaba appears as a tall black woman with one eye, having the fierce eyes of the crow, the nostrils of the canine, and the feet like a mule. She resides in all kinds of ancient ruins. When she attacks her victims, she causes extreme terror in both waking and in dreams by attacking with the face of a hideous pig, lion, serpent, or cat. So it's like nightmares? Now, and another thing, like these, a lot of these sound very much like they're just, they're, they're, there's a, a unfortunately tied to mental illness that at a time when we didn't, you know, when that's just how these things were diagnosed, as I say, like you've got a demon, that's it. It's the, it's this guy. It's, it's Smahel who appears as a tall man with a black serpent entwined loosely around him, holds his left hand in a mule's tail. He inhabits bridges and covered waterways like a, like a troll. When he attacks his victims, he causes extreme strangulation, loss of mind, where they run like a madman until they cannot comprehend their own actions, nor where they are. To me, that's like untreated mental illness, you know? And, and it's just, and I could read these all day. There's, there's ones that are like for any, oh, okay, this one. Uh, 
Bazid al-Mujizi appears as a rugged man with the head of a canine, having small wings upon his feet. He dwells in rivers. When he attacks his victims, he strikes only once, hard and strong, causing diarrhea, along with extreme pain of the stomach. You know, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's, it's kind of laughable, right? It's kind of like, huh, oh man, somebody just got the shits and they, had, they said they had the shit demon. It, it is like that. So, so we have to just, I'm all about just thought, you know, thinking about these things. They're supposed, to, they're supposed to inspire thought. But for us to take a look at the bigger picture and, and realize that we need to take care of each other first and, and, and not let some, you know, what other men, other people, by that, I mean, humans determine like what we are supposed to do based on something that was come up with thousands and thousands of years ago, submitted to an anthology called the Holy Bible. Um, so, you know, this is just what I wanted to talk about today with everything going on, um, with all, you know, it's, it's very divisive, uh, amongst people and, you know, everyone has the right to believe how they want, but not everyone, you don't have the right to control everyone. You don't have the right to control other people who don't believe the same as you. And that's all I really want to get at is, is, is all of these things are great. All of these religions can provide solace and, and, and happiness, um, and direction to, to people individually, but it's their thing. It's their, you have to take it as your individual thing and it doesn't make you right. You know, you're not wrong, but you're not right either. You're not the only thing. There's other stuff out there to consider. There's other people out there to consider that we just need to care about and not what they believe in dictates how we feel or how we distribute love to people. So, Anyway, I know we went on a little long today. I hope that's okay. I'm back in action, guys. That's that's all I wanted to 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 do. So that's 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 the story. Um, that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about there. It's not really a story. It's kind of like a chat. But thank you guys for listening, nonetheless. So um, hey, I appreciate everyone for checking out the show. We're back every Monday without fail. I am back on the stick, so don't worry. Uh, it will be there. So uh, if you're new to the show, I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you so much. I hope you stick around. I hope you tell your friends. Uh, don't forget, my new apparel line is out there, just freshly launched. Go to johnwayneisdead.com. You can uh, just click on the link right there at the splash page, take you right to my merch shop, my apparel shop, I mean, and you can uh, get some, like I said, the backpacks, t-shirts, all kinds of awesome shit. Also, where you're at, johnwayneisdead.com, you can go to the shop page right there and get things directly from me, including my books, uh, records, stickers, shirts, that I will sign and send you extra goodies and art because I appreciate you so much. But any support, uh, any way you get my books, uh, I appreciate so, so much. Um, while you're there at johnwaysdead.com, check out my shows page. I'm coming up. I'll be in Chicago this week. I'm going to Phoenix the week after that. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So check me out. Hopefully, uh, I'm going to be in your city. Give me a heads up and uh, we can ha- have a beer at the, at, the, at the booth and have a good time and just chat or whatever. Uh, also, at johnwayneisdead.com, you can go to my Patreon page, Patreon. Wait, John, wait patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Sorry. Uh, that's the, that's the address. There's a link on my website as well, but please check it out. If you want to throw your old uncle Johnny a little extra change, I super appreciate it. There's so much content on there. Uh, you, you, you shan't be disappointed. Uh, but please check that out. Patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. And don't forget to follow me at John Wayne is dead on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And, uh, catch you guys out there. Thank you so much. And, uh, see you soon.